So soon we are back in the studio. It is time for a radio play. I put all the chocolate in my mouth. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> right. all good play start. Right. We're doing one from 1946. Mm. Suspense series. Mm. A favorite of some of our audience. Um, that thing in the window. Yeah. Originally mm -hmm. <laughs> starring Joseph Cotton. You may know from Shadow of the Note. Oh, movie. yes, you might. Love that movie. But tonight's time, Fiona Hyatt, so I think we've got I'm also doing a remake of Shadow of the Moon. Yeah. <laughs> really I'm also available to do that. Also remake. available. Yeah. Very available. Yes. <laughs> 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 also joining Fiona is Natalie Brown, back for a little bit. Is this like number four, number five? What is but this is the first time since my first time that we're doing something mysterious. Oh, yes. Right. A little break from the Batman. Right? Or Robin. Take your voice rest. And <laughs> little known fact, it's her fault that we have wine with radio players. It is my fault because yep. the first time I came it was Halloween. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I came with the scary wine. Yep. Oh. And now and we I created a monster. Yep. The stain is still there somewhere. <laughs> what is it? Like any good tablecloth at restaurants, right? Yeah. Yeah. We thank you for this. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. And the very cool Drummond. Hello. Back for number two. So Fiona is the only one who hasn't done it with us yet. Which of course explains how really? we put the rolls. Yeah. Oh. What's your secret? Beginner's <laughs> <laughs> luck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you had a mystery for your first time. That's true, yeah. Mm -hmm. This was like, because I think you liked a tweet where I was like, oh, this is now available on SoundCloud or whatever, and you were like, like, and I'm like, oh, I haven't had a fight with you yet. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, would you want to do something? Like, how many likes do I have? Like, right. seriously. Finally, like, yeah. Hello, like. I'm like, 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 like. I think the best part about this one is that it was like both of us have like a minimal role and we can just sit back yeah. and watch the magic happen. <laughs> I was trying so hard to balance the thing. I was like, forget it. Tim and I are just gonna do. And if there was an even one less person, I don't even know what would have happened. Right. We would have had to actually act. Come up with voices. <laughs> but we don't. Oh, I don't. So here we go. Suspense series. That thing in the window. December nineteenth, nineteen forty-six. Original broadcast date. Oh, Time for Christmas. Oh, yeah, just after the war. Well, I guess a year after. Very Christmassy. <laughs> Isn't oh, yeah. it? I think so. Let's keep the holiday spirit in mind while we Are go through this Are you throwing out a red herring? <laughs> <laughs> give, them, give them them fun the third floor. Give them the third floor. You look out your window at the apartment's opposite and see a man sitting in a chair, sat in a chair, facing the window. The next day, you look out the window again, and the same man is sat in the same chair in exactly the same position. What do you do? Do you go across to the apartment block over the road and check it out for yourself? What if the apartment superintendent checks with the two spinster <coughs> women, spinster <laughs> women living in that apartment, only to find that there is no man in that apartment because they're spinsters, because they're old? They're like 29. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. They're 29. They just like spin class. <laughs> you return to your own apartment only to find that the man is still sat in the chair, still in exactly the same position. Transcribed by the great Jeffrey Gates. Thank you, Jeff. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Mostly well done. <laughs> couple quotes. Couple quotes. Couple quotes. <laughs> 
turn that vacuum off here for a minute and come over here, will you? I want to show you something. Yeah, sure. Right here. Out this window. Now look across the street, directly across, the opposite apartment. See that window, about three windows in from the left with the kind of blue draperies? Uh-huh. There's someone sitting there in a chair. He hasn't moved all night. I think he must be dead. Dead? Lord mystery, Mr. Ames. Take mystery. a look at him and tell me what you think. Okay, but I don't favor looking at a corpse, Mr. Ames. It's unlucky. Now, which window did you say? Third one over? I wish I had my glasses with me. There! Right there, where my finger's pointing. I'm afraid I don't see it yet, Mr. Ames. Oh, well, look! The window with the blue draperies. He's wearing a sort of gray suit. The arm. You see the arm hanging over the side of the chair? No, sir, but you know, you've got good eyes, Mr. Ames. I mean, if you see it, I'm not arguing with you. How are you going to do about it? I don't know. I only began to notice it last night. I, I guess I first have to be sure the man is really dead. Oh, <laughs> that's right, Mr. Ames. You don't want to get yourself into any trouble. You know, maybe he's only sleeping. Maybe he's incapacitated. Maybe the poor soul is just, you know, an invalid, eh? Maybe. Yeah? Oh, hello. I'm Martin Ames. Are you the superintendent of this apartment house? That's what it says on the door. I've come to inquire about one of your tenants. Oh, yeah? What is it? What do you want to know? I live across the street. Well, I'll be frank with you, sir. I've been looking out my window across to this building now for two and a half days, and there seems to be someone dead in one of the windows. Eh? Which window? It's the tenth floor. I've counted from the street, and it's ten stories up. There's a window with blue draperies about three windows in from the left, facing toward me, that is, and there's a man sitting there slumped down in a chair. Huh. Just a minute, I'll get a white shirt. Okay, tenth floor up from the street, eh? Well, it's really the ninth floor. The lobby counts one. We got two apartments along the front of the house. It's in the front, yeah? That's right. Huh. Now, three windows in from the left, that'll be 9B of four of... Nah, that couldn't be right. 9B is two ladies. You see, this is a man? Yes. The face isn't clearly visible. The head's slumped forward. He's wearing a gray suit, and he's sitting in a high-winged back chair. No, 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 I don't place him. Well, maybe he doesn't belong in the house. Maybe he was visiting someone. Like I said, this is all conjecture, of course. He may not be dead, but I've watched him a good deal. I'm ho ho home a, a, a lot in the, <laughs> the, 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 the daytime. My profession, the stage, doesn't take up too much uh -huh. of my time. It, it looks quite suspicious. Uh-huh. Okay. I'll check on it. You mind if I stick around? No, no, no. Please sit down. I'll give 9B a ring first on the house phone. <coughs> ring! Hello? Oh, Miss Landis. Yes? This is Miss Land. Ms. Landis. Who's this? This is Mr. Hanson, the super. Uh, is everything all right up there, Ms. Landis? Everything all right? Wait. Yes, yes, of course. Okay, Miss Landis. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, that's that. No soap at 9B. 9A is in the country anyway, if I got the window straight like you said, it ought to be 9B. The single ladies? Yeah. Only it couldn't be them. I mean, they're real old names. <laughs> They've been living in this house for years. Real old-fashioned type, you know? Say, if they knew you thought there was a man in their apartment, the two of them would jump out of their skins. Whoa! <laughs> I don't know what to say. You're sure it must be that apartment? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the place, all right. But you probably just made a little mistake. You know how eyes can play tricks on you after all. It is a pretty wide street. I don't think I made any mistake. <clears throat> Hanson speaking. Hello, Mr. Hanson. This is Mr. Ames. Again! <laughs> it's 
not there. But Mr. Hansen, <laughs> I checked up on the two apartments this morning. 9A is back from the country, everybody's okay, and 9B is at walk on the dock. No dead bodies in the whole place. I can see it. It's still there. Okay. Now, just where? Will you tell me where? In the same window. The one you said was 9B. Have you gone inside 9B? No, no. But I asked them if anyone was sick or dead, and they said no. <laughs> you asked them? Why didn't you just search their apartment? What do you mean? Break in when they're out? No. Search it while they're there. Ring the bell, walk in, and do it. Yeah, not without a search warrant from the police. These apartments don't belong to me. I just take care of the building for the company. Then let's call the police. No, 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 no not me, mister. I don't see no dead body in there. Then I will. After all, somebody's got to do something. <clears throat> I still maintain, officer, these two sisters are as refined ladies as you can find anywhere. High class, nice church-going ladies. They used to teach school up here, PS 33. Nah, that don't mean a thing. As it happens, there's a play on Broadway right now in which two nice old ladies commit murder after murder. They got a dog in there. Now, will you tell me one dog that would stay for almost a week in a flat with a dead person? I'm not telling you anything. All I know is this gentleman, Mr. Ames here, reported a stiff over there. And if he says there is one, there is until it's proved different. Right, Mr. Ames? Well, I keep seeing the thing day in and day out. I'm not working at the moment, <laughs> and I'm home so much. None of the other neighbors have complained. Dead bodies ain't exactly, uh... <clears throat> right this way. Please. I hope they're home. Well, if they ain't home, you've got a cat pass key, haven't oh, you? Oh, yeah. But we're not supposed to use it unless it's for an emergency. Well, this is an emergency. Ding dong! Dog <laughs> ah, bites? Sometimes. Oh. Get down, Buster. Get down. Yes? Who is it? Oh, we're awfully sorry, Miss Lambs, but there's been some kind of a mix up. These two gentlemen want to look over your apartment. But why? It's not for rent. Oh, I know. It's just that they, uh, well, they want to search around and... Come on, check. come on, cut out the palaver. Hey, look, lady, a dead body's been reported sitting in one of your windows. What? Yeah, yeah, this guy lives across the street, and he's been seeing it for over a week. Oh. Now, come on, open up. A dead body? But that's impossible. My sister and I live here all alone. Yeah, 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 we all know we know all about Excuse it. Excuse me a minute. I'll call my sister Vivian. Vivian! Oh, come on. <laughs> it's the police! Hey, lady, come on. I'm not standing out here all day. Come on, give yeah. me the pass key. Won't do no good. They got a chain on the door from the inside. Open up in the name of the law! <laughs> How do you do? I'm Vivian Landis. May I ask what this is all about? Certainly, lady. I got a search warrant made out by this gentleman who said to search your place. He said you got a dead body in there. <gasps> a dead body? Why, that's perfectly ridiculous. It is, but it's been reported. <laughs> now kindly take that door off the chain and let us through. Of course. First, may I ask, how did this peeping Tom see into our apartment? I thought, Mr. Henson, we were quite private. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, ah, he lives across the street on the same level. I just happened. To oh, well, then we should have to keep our shades down in the future. Although one would think a grown man would have something <clears> better <throat> to do. Do come right in, gentlemen. Make yourselves right at home. Thanks. Is he coming in here too, Mr. Busybody? No, he doesn't have to if you don't want him. Well, I most certainly, most definitely don't. Okay, Mr. Ames, you better stay outside. No, uh, officer, I was... Oh, he does want to poke, poke around in our private rooms? Is that it? Well, then he better have some ulterior motive worming his way in. 
Maybe he's come to get the lay of the land so he can break in someday to rob us. Okay, okay. He's not coming in. Now let's take a look at your window. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sorry, okay? Miss, hey, Ames, what's, what's the big idea? You didn't find it? No. Well, that's very strange. Yeah? The only thing stranger about it, this is your eyesight. You ought to get your glasses changed. There wasn't anything in 9B. No, I don't understand. How could I have seen it so distinctly and it's not there? Perhaps it isn't in the window now. Perhaps they hid it while we were waiting outside the door. Hid it? Now where do you hide a dead body in a four-room flat? I looked in all the clothes closets and under the sofas and the chairs. Maybe they got it out of the back into the service elevator. Single-handed? With all the garbage cans and laundry going up and down? Perhaps they had accomplices. Oh! Oh! You probably think... Oh, so terrible to keep seeing it and seeing it! And feeling it slowly decaying there in secret. Why the thing would be there for weeks. It's so high above the streets. Perhaps... Perhaps it'll never be found. Perhaps it's already being destroyed. Well then, if it's gone, what do you have to worry about? You don't have to sit and look at it no more. But I, I hope it is. I tell you, it's really getting me down. I haven't slept for nights keeping vigil. I'm in a nervous state. I haven't been this nervous in years. I can see that. Look, why don't you try forgetting about it for a while? Try not to look over it. <laughs> or go away for a change. You've done what you could, Mr. Ames. If there really is a stiff over there, then it's my business, ain't it? And if there isn't... You mean... You think I may be... I'm not saying anything, Mr. Ames, but if I was you, I'd try catching up on my night's sleep. Hello, Miss Lentz. Mm -hmm. I, I'm sorry to disturb you this time of night, but I really... I'm desperate. I, I haven't anywhere else to turn. What? Who is this? This is Mr. Ames, Martin uh. Ames. Your neighbor? <laughs> your neighbor. The one across the street. I was in your apartment yesterday morning with the police, or rather, I was almost inside your apartment. Your sister wouldn't let me in. Now, please don't think of me as a pessimist, Landis. I don't mean to annoy you. It was only because I was I was so desperate that I initiated that search. It's quite all right. Goodbye. No, please don't hang up, because it's worse now than it ever was. Miss Landis, I've been sitting here opposite of your apartment staring into your window and I, I'm only asking you to help me, Miss Landis. Help me just a little. Help you? It's still there, Miss Landis. still there? The dead body in your window. Oh my, there isn't. How dare you when the police are... I know, I know, I know now it doesn't have anything to do with you, but would you do me just one favor, Miss Landis? Would you go into your living room and just check once more? <laughs> No, I won't. I'll do nothing of the kind. You're out of your mind. Perhaps I am, Miss Landis. That's what I'm trying to find out. <laughs> then perhaps your sister Vivian would help me. She's she's not at home. Oh Lord. And anyway, I don't see how you can see it. I pulled the shades down in there yesterday morning. I know. They're all down still. Well, then how can you see? I can't. At least not the actual body. It's it's just a silhouette. I'm not belying you or your sister, Miss Landis. It's just if there's someone dead in there, it's not you who are doing it, but think of me. What? <laughs> if you could just be here and look over there and see the shadow of those quiet fingers, that shoulder, that hair. No, please stop it! Stop it! 
It's not here! It isn't! Just tell me just one thing, Miss Landis. There is a chair by that window, though, isn't there? Kids, there's a chair. Oh. A high-backed wing chair? Uh-huh. And have you anything on it? Anything piled up? I mean, like curtains, cushions, a dressmaker's dummy? Or... Of course not. Or do you have a plant in the window in front of it? Some kind of an odd table? Anything, anything that would cast a shadow like a man's head slumped forward. <laughs> hanging limp. No, no, there's nothing, nothing but the chair. Then would you do me just one more favor, Miss Landis? Please, please. <laughs> As an experiment, would you just go into the living room and move that chair from the window, please? I, if I do it, would you stop pestering us? Yes. Would you leave us alone forever? Yes, yes, if it works. If it works, what do you mean? What do you mean? I can't tell you, Miss Landis, until you move the chair. Oh. All right. All right. Hello? Yes? I moved it away from the window. It's at the other end of the room, and it's empty. Oh, uh, I see. Well, thanks very much, Miss Landis. I know what I have to do now. What? You mean? Yes, Miss Landis. It's still there. <laughs> Miss Landis. Where is it? I want to see it at once. Oh, yes. Miss, come in. I hope you'll excuse my appearance. I just, I passed another sleepless night. So has my sister. <laughs> and so have I. What do you mean by this business, Mr. Ames? You have frightened my sister half to death. I... Seeing things that aren't there when you know they are not. I know they're not. Oh, I wish they weren't. I wish to heaven I never looked out that window. I wish those walls were solid stone and your walls... Oh. You are a sick man, Mr. Ames. Oh, am I? I wish I were. But I'm perfectly sane and well. I went to the psychiatrist yesterday, and guess what he told me? Oh. That there's nothing wrong with me. <laughs> nothing. I can't believe that. I suppose it's a form of madness to persist and persist in this hideous image. But not me, Miss Landis, no. I finally come to an entirely different conclusion. And what is that? The supernatural. <laughs> the supernatural! A ghost? What nonsense, Mr. Ames. Yes, I suppose it is nonsense to you. Yes. You've been a school teacher. You believe in logic, <laughs> common sense, the things that give up the pretense of solidity in this frail life of ours. But I am. I've always had a feeling for the hidden beyond, the intangible, the shadowy. We are children, Miss Landis, children playing along the edge of the ocean. We laugh and toy with the waves and mock fright. <laughs> but sometimes, sometimes one of us slips down into the darkness. Sometimes the depths rise and we glimpse the yearning things of the eternal. You, you put things rather oddly, Mr. Ames. Just exactly what do you mean? Simply this. I checked on that building with the real estate agents last noon after I left my psychiatrist. There was a murder. In, 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 in our apartment? Oh, the report doesn't say. <laughs> you know how they try to hush those things up? It was a man, a young man, a lover of one of the tenants, a Ms. Sweetser. Sweetser? Why, that, that's the name of the people who lived there before us. Oh. They were... <laughs> Elderly couple, Mr. and Mrs. Sweetser. I never saw any Miss Sweetser. She died. 
She was the daughter. She killed herself afterwards by jumping out of one of the windows. <gasps> How perfectly awful. Rather ghastly coincidence, isn't it? <laughs> was it out our window? No. She must oh. have been a very neurotic person, though, this Miss Sweetser, Ms. Sweetser, half-crazed almost with love and jealousy. I checked over tales of an old newspaper. She cut his throat, nearly decapitated. <gasps> it said that when they lifted his body out of the chair later, his head almost rolled. <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Ames, I'd, um, I'd rather not hear. I still can't, oh, I still can't believe that if there is something, if there could possibly be something. Why haven't we seen it too? Why should you? Um, haven't you seen it, Ms. Landis? No! Are you sure? Never. Perhaps in the middle of the night, getting up and passing that room, seeing that chair outlined against the window, just, just in passing, perhaps. Mm -hmm. You've never had a glimpse? No, no, I'm, uh, you know, I really must be going. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. Please stay and look at it. I want you to see it out of my window. No. My, my sister, Elaine, she's, she's very nervous, and I, I can't leave her for so long alone. Then how will I know how, Miss Landis? I thought you came here especially, it'll only take a minute, it'll only take a minute. It, it, it's right in here, in the bedroom. I just gotta let out the Venetian blinds. Oh, Miss Landis, don't go, Miss Landis. Ring. This is Ames, Martin Ames. I just called to let you know I, I think you're right about that good night's sleep, yes. Well, I'm going away tomorrow for a long rest, shutting up my apartment. Uh, well, I'm all tied up in knots. I don't know what to think. Oh, oh, they did? Well, yes, I saw the moving van in front of the house, but I, I didn't know it was those two sisters. Couldn't take it, huh? Well, <laughs> I can't take it much longer myself. Michio, old boy. Shh. Not so loud. <laughs> Why all the mystery? Oh, the superintendent eh, doesn't like me. <laughs> You'd think he wouldn't like you grabbing this beautiful apartment right from under his nose. He probably had a promise to a friend. <laughs> but you've got it now, Ronald, just as I said. So I have, old boy. So I have. And it's beautiful. <laughs> you know I'm crazy about it. Marty, you've outdone yourself. You've been more than generous. Ah, oh, think nothing of it, Ronald. I was glad to do it for such a distinguished colleague. Well, it certainly was nice of you. And I wish I could do something in return. I really do. Hey, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Perhaps that play I'm doing next week, you know there's a part in it, a rather small part, but very necessary. Well, thanks just the same, but I'm doing pretty well just now, Ronald. No, oh, I don't know how you found it, Martin. I mean, in this housing shortage, you know, even the superintendent didn't even notice the rent. When your, when your call came to my manager, I left rehearsal. I wouldn't trust it to anyone but myself. <laughs> I left the whole cast just standing there when I came over, and when I asked this gloomy character, Anson, he just said nothing about it. I insisted, of course. I told him who I was, and finally he pulled. Sure enough, these two sisters who lived there just uh, decided to move out. I hope you didn't mention my name. You know if Hanson knew that I tipped you off. <laughs> no, you asked me not to. Anyway, I think my own name was enough. Seriously, Marty. <laughs> How do you know? How did you know? Were they friends of yours? Oh, no, it's a, it's a whole long story. Come on, let's, let's sit down, 
shall we? In the living room. Oh, no, 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 no. You take the chair. Guess they must have left that when they moved in. Thank you. Well, to be frank, Ronald, I got this apartment by a ruse. A ruse? What kind of ruse? <laughs> Pretty nasty one, actually. I frightened the last tenants away. I told them I saw a dead man sitting here in this room. <laughs> across in that apartment right there with the French curtains. Well, one night, just sitting there late, I got an amusing thought. There was a kind of shadow in this chair, the one you're sitting in. It reminded me a little bit of a corpse, and it came to me that it might be fun to create a great paw a character, a corpse, that wasn't there. Oh, I don't follow you. <laughs> Some actors need a play. <laughs> to create a character. Others, the great ones, work out their own dramas. I receded to invent a part for myself. I was the eyewitness, the innocent bystander across the street who saw a corpse here. And I kept seeing it and kept seeing it, and finally, by the power of suggestion, it became real enough to frighten them away. <laughs> Very clever, wasn't yeah. rather drastic? <laughs> We'd be neighbors, Ronald. As a matter of fact, the whole idea for this thing came to me that day in October when you turned me down for that part outside of Sardis. Don't you remember? You said you were looking for a place then. Oh, yes. It was then I thought how nice it would be to see you right across the street, sitting in this window. I simply had to bring it about. Well, I... Uh, oh, no? No, no, no. <coughs> Ronald, don't get up yet. I'm not through. Uh, really, old... Well, boy, I think the gang don't even know I'm here. They, They'll wait. People always wait for you, don't they, Ronald? I could call them free, of course, but the phone's been disconnected. <laughs> well, I'm afraid that I'm, uh... Which way's the door, old boy? Now, really, Marty, it has been so very kind of you. Don't you like the apartment, Ronald? Aren't you going to take it after all my work? Uh, yes, I like it very much. <clears throat> uh, the door's locked. Yes. Ronald, I'm afraid you'll have to find your way out alone. <laughs> there. <laughs> That'll keep you quiet. <laughs> Silence always became you better than all that ranting and glibness and charm, Ronald. <laughs> and now I've got the part for you. A part to end all parts entirely in a chair. Not much action, not a line for you. Just sit, Ronald. Just sit in this chair by the window. Here. It'll be the greatest performance of your career. You like to hog all the fast rolls for yourself, didn't ya? Well, this is a part that's been talked about up and down this street for weeks. You'll play the part of a ghost, a corpse that never was a hallucination in my brain. And who will be your audience? I will. I, the insignificant, outmoded ham who wasn't fit to appear in your precious place, but good enough to put you here, Ronald. Who's a better actor now, Ronald? <laughs> Goodbye, Ronald. <laughs> See you across the street. <laughs>